Welcome to the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You're listening to our weekly worship service message. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you all for leading so beautifully. And again, thank you for being here on this Easter Sunday morning. I always like to begin with a little humor, and I have to share with you that a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, Bill and I went to visit one of our oldest members, Charlie Lay, who had had a fall, and he was uh, getting some rehab at a facility nearby, and, and uh, we had a great visit, even though uh, Charlie was, was a little weak from his, uh, from his fall. Through the years when I would visit Charlie, he always had a, a joke for me. So before we left, I said, Charlie, who's 94 years old, I said, Charlie, do you have a joke for me? He goes, yes, I do. And he began to tell me this joke that some of you all have heard through the years, but it was so classic with Charlie telling the story. He said, there was a man who, who died and he went to heaven and, and as he was at the gates of heaven, St. Pete met him at the gate and he said, I'd like to welcome you to heaven. I, I see your name is in the book of life and you can enter in under one condition. And the man said, what's that? He said, you must spell one word. And he said, okay, what, what word is it? He said, love. And the man smiled and said, L-O-V-E. He said, welcome, welcome into heaven. Well, as he went in, St. Pete said, I need to go talk to the Lord for a moment. Would you mind to watch heaven's gates just for a few minutes and he said, remember, if someone comes, they must spell the word. He goes, yes, sir, I've got it. Well, a few minutes after that, someone did indeed show up at heaven's gates. And it was the man's wife. And he said, what are you doing here? And she said, well, on the way home from the funeral, unfortunately, I got into an accident and I passed away. And he said, well, I want to tell you. Before you can get into heaven, you've got to spell one word. She said, and what word is that? He said, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> if you could have heard Charlie Lay laughing before the punchline, he could barely get Czechoslovakia out. And I was crying laughing. Last year on fall break, my wife and I, our children, went on a vacation to uh, Pigeon Forge to Dollywood. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to Dollywood. It's an amusement park. And, and as we went to Dollywood, Kelly said she had read that when you enter into an amusement park, most people go to the right. And if you want to beat the crowds, it was a secret, then you go left because everyone's going right. So that's what we did. And the first ride we came to on the backside of Dollywood was a roller coaster. And sure enough, there weren't hardly anybody in line. It was just a small line. And so we got in line. We were, we were nervous and excited, a, a little afraid. And then it was our turn to get on the ride. And then I understood why the line was short. This ride was fast furious, ferocious, we were tossed, our heads were spinning, we were up, we were down, we were up, we were down, we were around and around, and then down, 
And it should have been a clue when the name of the ride was Thunderhead. That should have been the first clue. But man, when we got off that ride, we were visibly shaken. Uh, this fun thrill ride had its effect on me and my family. And I thought about that ride as I was preparing this message, and I thought about life. Life is much like Thunderhead. <laughs> We're standing in lines for the person. We stand in line for the job. We stand in line for the promotion. We stand in line for the house. We're nervous. We're excited. We're a little afraid. And then the ride begins. We're up, we're down, we're up, we're down, we're around, knocked here, knocked there, around and then down. And we can sure feel the effects. And I started thinking about this story, this first Easter, that those disciples and those followers of Christ, the ride, emotional ride, they must have had. One minute they were on a mountaintop experience. Jesus performing miracles, feeding the multitudes, giving sight to the blind, casting out demons. And then the next thing you know, the bottom drops out. All these bogus charges and bogus trials and, and then the crucifixion. And they were on this emotional roller coaster. I don't know where you are today on this ride called life. You might be at the highest point of your life. Things cannot be any sweeter, cannot be any better, or you're maybe at the lowest part of your life, and you're wondering how you're going to make it back up. There's a beautiful passage of Scripture in Psalm 30, verse 5, that I think goes beautifully with our text today. Weeping may remain or last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And when I think about this passage of Scripture of John's account, I think that what these women, disciples, were experiencing are what many of us are experiencing in this life in which we live. Because in this life, we all experience tears. We all experience tears. In verse 11, it says, Now Mary was standing uh, by the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb. Who was Mary Magdalene? Well, Mary Magdalene, we learn in Luke chapter 8, verse 2, she is the one whom seven demons had been cast out of her. Have you ever wondered what Mary's seven demons were? What might this list look like? Could it be that her demon was loneliness? Could it be that her demon was depression? Could it be that her demon was shame? Could it have been fear? Could it have been guilt? Could it have been that she was a prostitute? Could it have been that she had been abused? We don't know what her demon was. Let me ask you today, 
What's your demon? What demon are you struggling with in your life? Could it be that, that your demon is unforgiveness to a family member or a friend who has hurt you and they never asked for forgiveness or you never gave them forgiveness? Could it be that, that your demon is uncontrollable anger? You fly off at the slightest little thing and everyone has to walk on eggshells around you for fear of setting you off. Could it be that your demon is alcohol addiction, drug addiction, gambling addiction? Could it be that your demon is pride? Could it be that your demon is pornography? Could it be that it's a, a demon of some health issue that plagues you? The fact of the matter is, we all have some kind of demon that we grapple with in our lives. But something happened when Mary Magdalene met Jesus. Something wonderful happened because when Mary met Jesus, her life was radically changed. Those demons were banished from her life. Jesus spoke the word and those demons left Mary. And as a result, Mary followed Christ the remainder of her days on this earth. When all of other Jesus' disciples abandoned him, Mary was there. We read in John 19, 25, that near the cross of Jesus, Mary stood. And know this, that Mary had her share of tears, no doubt. And there's no doubt that many of you are here today and you've had your share of tears. And I'm sorry for that. But Jesus said in John 16, verse 33, he warned his disciples and you and me. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. I even think about what it says in Ecclesiastes 3, 4. It said there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. Even when Jesus lost his dear friend, Lazarus, it said in John 13, 35, Jesus wept. And it's now that we see Mary Magdalene at the tomb. And in verse 13 of John 20, the angel said, Woman, why are you crying? And then in verse 15, Jesus says, Woman, a term of respect and endearment. Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And Mary was crying. She said, they've taken my Lord away, and I, I don't know what they've done with him. And she thought Jesus was a gardener, didn't even recognize him until he called out her name, Mary. And she remembered that name, the, the way he spoke to her when he cast those demons from her. I want to ask you today, why are you crying? And who are you looking for to help you? Why are you crying? We know why the, the widow at the cemetery is crying. We know why the woman at the emergency room is crying. We know why the man who lost his job is crying or the teenager who's lost his way is crying. Why are you crying today? 
weeping may remain for the night. This past Wednesday night, we were in our prayer meeting downstairs and we were having a beautiful, sweet time of prayer. And my wife Kelly prayed a beautiful prayer for our sister in Christ, Judy Smith. She prayed, Lord, we pray that you would heal Judy. And said, Lord, if it's not your will to heal Judy on this side, then you will heal Judy on the other side. Who was Judy Smith? Judy Smith was a woman who had been a member of this church for 48 years. She began her journey of faith with this church across the street. And when the doors were close to closing, Judy was one of two women who stood up and said, we love this church and we'll keep serving to keep the doors of this church open. And Judy, along with the remnant few, prayed together and served faithfully, kept the doors open and served in about every capacity you could possibly serve in a church. And as we prayed for Judy, who was such an encouragement to me, Judy was receiving her eternal reward. For right after prayer meeting, I met Bill Adcock out in the hall and he said, Judy is, Judy's gone. She's passed. We went over to Judy's house over on Shady Lane and, and there her dear friend of many years, Nola Reed, was already there and two caregivers and, and we waited for Jacob and, and her brother and sister-in-law and family to come in. The Carlsons came as dear friends and once everyone got there, we we gathered around Judy's lifeless body and we prayed, we prayed. And I have to tell you, I wept, I cried because when you love deeply, you hurt deeply. And Judy loved this church and she loved the Lord. And so weeping was for the night. Well, let me tell you, Joy comes in the morning, and yesterday we celebrated in this very room her homegoing, and know that she is walking without difficulty, and, and eating without worry, and breathing without difficulty. Weeping lasted for the night, but praise God, joy has come to Judy, and joy has come to you and me this morning in this place. Maybe you're here today and you think things are never going to get any better. We know that Mary cried. She cried because of the demons. Out of gratitude, she cried because she thought somebody had stolen the body of Jesus. But then I love in verse 18 that it said, Then Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. I have seeing the Lord. After tears, there's triumph. Did you know that in all four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we hear the resurrection story. Matthew 28, 5 and 6, and the angel appeared to the women and said, do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He is risen. And Mark 16, verse 6, he says, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, he is risen, he is not here. And Luke 24, 5 and 6, 
the, the angel said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. It shouldn't have been a surprise because in Luke 24, 7, the angel said, the Son of Man, referring to Jesus, said that he must be delivered into the hands of sinners, be crucified, and then rise from the dead. And so they knew Jesus had already told them what was going to happen, but they had trouble believing. Some of you all are here today, and you're having trouble believing. And you know why? You're basing it on your circumstance. You're basing it on what's going on right now in your life. Look, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, He is the one who brings us victory. He's the one that brings us triumph. I think about what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? But in verse 57 of 1 Corinthians 15, he said, But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, you want to have a triumphant, victorious life? It begins by putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You place your hope, your pain, your worry, your fear, your pride, your guilt, your sin, you give it to Jesus because Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. Dr. David Jeremiah, pastor and author, said many people have come to the cross and have understood it's, it's despair and it's heartbreak, but far too few have moved beyond the cross and have come to the tomb to hear the real message of Easter. The real message of Easter is that the tomb is empty. He has risen. He is not there. He has risen to show that we have victory over death. We have victory over sin. We have victory over hopelessness. And today, maybe you're hearing you say, how can I be saved from this craziness that I'm living in right now? Well, Paul wrote in uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 13, for everyone or anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or more abundantly. If you want a victorious, abundant life, then you must right now put aside your doubt, your worry, uh, your past. You know what? When we put our faith in Christ, the past is gone. We have been forgiven. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us or purifies us from all unrighteousness. You can have a new start today. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And today you can experience new life, 
abundant life, a triumphant life, a victorious life. But you must place your faith, your trust, your hope, your past, your shortcomings, your demons in the hands of Jesus Christ. And the same God that delivered Mary Magdalene, the same God that delivered Todd Lester, can deliver you and set you free because the tomb is empty. But then I want to close by sharing a story that Mike Slicato shared an unshakable hope. The story is of Mary Cushman. Mary Cushman lived during the Depression years, the 1930s. Her husband made a mere $18 a week. His check had shrunk to where it was just $18 a week. She would take in laundry and do ironing to help support their five children. And after her husband became ill, uh, their finances continued to decline. They owed $50 to the local grocer, and the grocer even accused their 11-year-old son of shoplifting. She was at the end of her rope. She saw no hope. So one morning, she took her five-year-old daughter. She went into her bedroom, and she turned on the gas heater without lighting it. And she lied down on the bed with her five-year-old daughter, and her five-year-old daughter said, Mommy, we just got up not too long ago. What are we doing? She said, we're going to take a nap. And they laid there on the bed. And she recalls hearing that whistle of gas entering into the room as she had plugged up every window, every crack with claws and paper to make sure this would be an end to their hopelessness. As she closed her eyes and as the fumes began to fill the room and she said she would never forget that gas smell floating through the room, she heard music. She heard music coming from somewhere. She had forgotten that she had left the radio on in their kitchen. But she said, it's too late now. I'm, I'm going to just stay here. And... But it seemed like the music was getting louder. And what was being sung on the radio was an old hymn that she knew. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And she said at that moment, she realized she had made a mistake. She hopped out of the bed and she turned off the gas and she opened up the windows and flew open the door and got her daughter up. And, and she said she began to thank God for his faithfulness, thanking God for her five children and thanking God for her family. And she thought, how grateful I am for everything God has given me. And she said, I'm so glad that day that I woke up, <laughs> that I woke up. And even though she would go on to lose her house, she did not lose her family, all five children. 
that were clothed in their Salvation Army clothes would go on to marry and have children of their own and to be successful. And she thought of all the joy I would have missed out on if I would have taken my life that day. Maybe you're here today and you've lost your home. Maybe you're here today and you've lost your job. Maybe you're here today and you've lost your spouse. You feel like you've lost your child. But look, it's time to wake up and know that our hope is in Jesus Christ and in Christ alone. He will sustain you. He will strengthen you. He will guide you. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, He will save you today. And all you have to do is cry out to Him and begin to repent from your old ways and start living according to the Bible by praying and worshiping God as we grow in His likeness. Aren't you ready today to experience this new life? Aren't you ready to wake up from your spiritual slumber and enjoy the victory God has planned for you? You can do that even now as we pray together. Oh God, I pray in the stillness of this moment. If there are any men or women or young people here that have lost hope, lost their way, the tears, Father, have been with us for quite some time and we don't see any hope beyond the situation. Oh God, we know when you came into Mary's life, her life was changed. When Mary Cushman heard that she had a friend in Jesus, her life was radically changed. And oh God, may we know today that we have a friend in Jesus who will walk with us and talk with us and, and carry us along life's way. And Lord, I pray today, wherever we might be on this roller coaster of life, that we might come to receive freedom through Christ, that our hearts would be stirred and shaken, that we would leave this place feeling the effects of an almighty God who has changed us for eternity. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us this Sunday at 8.30 or 11 a.m. For more information about our church and our ministries, go to forksbaptist.org.